0: What's up, beautiful people? It is your boy ATV2. I'm here with my girl, Justice, and we are organized mess. Today's episode of I will be your
1: sleep paralysis, Stephen.
0: Yeah, that um, is what's today's episode of the podcast. We're talking about well, the first episode is we're talking about the NBA trades for 2021 and 2022 season. Um. The one trade that literally caught my eye the first one was um Westbrook getting traded to Los Angeles Lakers for Kyle, for Kyle Kuzma um two other NBA stars and one what 2023 draft pick how do you feel about Westbrook? A.D. and LeBron being on the same team?
1: Do I believe it has the potential to be dynamite? Yes, 100%. I think it will honestly be amazing. But do I also believe that there's a possibility that egos may clash? Yes. (laughs) Because (laughs) people are human. (laughs) So this will either be the best decision made in, like, NBA history, one of the best decisions ever made, or mm-hmm. it will be one of the worst decisions ever made in NBA history. Which one do I think it's going to be most? I think it's going to be most likely the best. I honestly think it's going to turn out for the best uh, for these guys.
0: Because... Um, yeah. I think it's just
1: going to take a summer of practice for them to get used to each other. Mm-hmm. Get get a good vibe of each other. And once they get that connection, I think they'll be good.
0: I feel like they'll be a good team. Plus, I, I, plus I heard... um. Dwight Howard is also on the Lakers now too. Not
1: that. Lakers really just they really do. Lakers
0: has the money, first of all.
1: They do. They really do. People really be acting like because you don't talk about a W like not a WNBA, An NBA team that much. Like when they kinda of fall off the radar, do they be broke? No.
0: They still got they money. don't be
1: broke. They just
0: waiting for the right time to start using that money. Exactly. Like what? What NBA team has gone broke? Really? Like, let's be real here. What NBA team has ever gone broke? None. I don't know,
1: have we ever had an NBA team like, like poof out of existence?
0: No. I don't think so. I, don't think so. I think that's only happened in baseball. Baseball, maybe. Maybe football too.
1: But it hasn't it. really happened for WNBA. The teams don't really poof out of existence, they move and rebrand.
0: Yeah, they don't really uh
1: like we had a San Antonio team and a Dallas team. The San Antonio team moved to Las Vegas and other the Las Vegas aces. Like th- that's basically what happens. Like the team that's here in Dallas was mm-hmm. like blue. I think they were in
2: Seattle?
1: No, they weren't in Seattle. I can't remember what their team name was. It was kind of corny. The colors were really bad too. Then they had like a glow up when they came to Texas, and so I was like, "Respect." <laughs> so, like, I don't. There's not too many teams that disappear off the face of the earth, guys. They got money. Basketball that, yeah, got money.
0: But I know, I know that um, LeBron, AD, and Westbrook are about to do serious damage on that court. I I believe you. Because Westbrook, Westbrook can be a point guard, a shooting guard, and a small forward, and a power forward if he wants to. He can do four out of five. He's a shooter and he's a dunker. So, like I said, he can he can do either one. LeBron's the same thing. He's a shooter. He's a playmaker. He's a dunker. He's a scorer. AD's getting up there. He's mostly like a playmaker and a shot blocker, I think it was. And I think he's a shooter. I think he's getting more better on his threes, too. So he could be a shot creator if he wanted to as well, too. But all I got to say, stop doubting Westbrook. Even though he's been transferred to to team-to-team ever since he left Thunder, which his last last trades was Rockets and then Wizards. And I think that's it. And I think correct me if I'm wrong, but it was the first it was first the Rockets, then it was the Wizards. Now he's on the Lakers. So he went from he went from West Coast. He he basically said West Coast, East Coast, and he's back on the West Coast. So even though he did around. Yeah, he's a lot of moving around. Even though he did take the Wizards to the playoffs and they lost in the first round, they kind of did. They did a right job. Not really too good, but they did a kind of okay job. But I feel like they could have done better. Um But I give props where props do. I like Westbrook as a person. He's a really good athlete. He cares about other people. Um he just cares about the community around him. I like his... I like how he is as a person. I like how he is on the court. I feel like he would do serious damage on the court, especially with LeBron and AD on the same exact team. Come on. Westbrook, LeBron, AD, you know how much lobs they will throw at each other in a game? hmm Especially, you ever seen... You ever watch Westbrook's, like, Playback, like playback uh, highlights. Him dunking hard, looks like he's gonna break the rim. Like, I feel like, I feel like that team is like stacked now. Like, not stacked, stacked, but I feel like it. Not stacked like you know when LeBron had Isaiah Thomas and Ky and like Kyrie. Actually, not actually not even when Kyrie was on that time. It was basically Isaiah Thomas. And a whole bunch of other people, Kevin Love, uh, Dwayne Wade, Derrick Rose, it was just a whole bunch of all stars on one team. So it's not that stat, but it is stat. And now, if you think about it, like it's it's uh, LeBron and Westbrook and Kyrie and KD. If you think about like they just swap places, they swap places and they swap teams. Yeah. Because it was first Kyrie and LeBron and Russell and KD. Now it's KD and Kyrie and LeBron and Westbrook. That them two, those two teams, the Nets and the Lakers, you better watch out for them next season. You better watch out for them next season. Oh man, that's gonna be oof. Them playoffs, I know, I know they're about to do damage. Both of them teams, definitely. I know they're about to do some serious damage. Uh, oh, I give credit where credit's due. And that is one mighty fine credit. But also, how do you how do you feel about the Laker colors on Westbrook?
1: I honestly don't look that bad. Like, I know people are probably going to be dissing about it, but, like, I honestly thought they looked pretty fly.
0: I'll mess with it. Plus, it's not the first time, and also, it's not the first time Dwight Howard had a light goes on, did he? Uh,
1: I don't... No, I don't think so. I don't think it's the first time.
0: Yeah. So, I remember he, uh... Because I remember he's, uh, back on, um... The Lakers. Yeah, his last his last appearance was uh 20 was it like 2019-2020 season when they're in the bubble? Was it? Yeah, it was 2019-2020 season. It's when they were in the bubble. You remember you sh- you should remember that yeah, they were in the bubble. So yeah, that's what that's what happened. That's when that's when the last time he was on the Lakers when they were in the bubble. So I, I mess with that. Overall, I want to be watching I'm going to be watching Westbrook hard. I want to see what kind of damage he can do on the um on the court, especially on the Lakers court. That's <laughs> the Lakers fans going to see Westbrook, they're going to be like, "All right, we give you respect. We give you respect." <laughs> Other trades? Kyle Korver is now on uh, is now on the Miami Heat, uh, Miami Heat team.
1: Honestly, again, I keep forgetting Miami Heat still exists.
0: Yeah, even though they're kind of trash. At
1: one point in life they used to be my favorite team? When was that?
0: <laughs> I think then when when LeBron and Jimmy Butler was playing against each other,
1: maybe, or was it way Wade? It may have been.
0: <laughs> I don't remember. All I know
1: Wasn't Dwayne Wade? It
0: may have been when Dwayne Wade was on <laughs> What when <laughs> Dwayne Wade was on Chicago?
1: No. Wait.
0: No, no, that's no, that's not it. That's definitely not nah, it. Nah, that's not it. <laughs> Ooh, well how do you feel? Cause I don't know how to feel about it because Corey was on Toronto for such a long time.
1: It's definitely going to be a, very much like a heartbreak at the same time it is a new relationship. It's going to be an adjustment. Yeah, but I think uh, everyone uh, will be okay. I think we will live. We will survive as people. Oh yeah, <laughs> we don't we will. need to start any riots. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everything will be okay. Oh, man. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be okay. Just, just keep your head up, Kyle. Just keep your head
1: is up, Kyle. going to be all right?
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, The Bulls, Zach Levine obviously staying on the Bulls, and now Lonzo Ball is on the Bulls. Lonzo Ball on the Bulls. Imagine that. With Zach Levine a two-time, like, NBA slam dunk winner. How do you feel about that? Because I think I think Zach Levine is like a point guard or a shooting guard. So, with, with Lonzo on the team now, they're going to either, I don't know if he's a point guard or shooting guard now, but you're probably going to put Zach Levine at point guard or, or put him at small forward, and then you put Lonzo Ball at shooting guard. Like how
1: do you feel really about that? I I don't know. Like to tell you that my brain is currently running on two percent is an understatement. So I'm trying to process all this at one time? <laughs> I just don't know, sir. I do not know. That is just the honest to god truth.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. Because I because was on he was on the Pelicans. So, I don't really know how to feel about that. That's, like, something I probably got, so like... what I'm getting is
1: both of us don't know how to feel, but for two different reasons.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just... The emotion I mean, has been
1: decided. It is undecided.
0: Yeah, that one's undecided. Um, Was it Kawhi is staying on the Los Angeles Lakers? I'm not sorry. Clippers, though. Staying on the Clippers. she um... Yeah, he's he he declined he declined his thirty six million dollar deal, so he can um get a new deal with the Clippers. So he is definitely staying. On, he's definitely uh, staying on the Clippers from what's this from what this is saying. Kawhi and PG, I uh, yeah, put stay keep them together, because they actually all like almost made it all the way to the finals. So. I feel like keep them together. Keep them together. I feel like they will actually do a good amount of good amount of damage on like on that court like they did last season. So, I give them that keep keep them together. Um, Chris Paul did decline his um he declined his option for the 2021-2022 season. And he's, he is an unrestricted agent, so he is a free agent at the moment. And then four hours ago, um, the Suns gave him a um, 100, $120 million contract for four years to stay on the Suns. So second chance at getting an NBA ring? Quite possible cuz they were close last season. I still don't like the Bucks winning. I still don't like them winning. I didn't want them to win. Oh boy, I didn't want them to win. Like how are you going to bag the two like the two games which was they were really good games and then you get destroyed in the last four. Especially on your home court. I don't know. I don't know how to <sighs> even though people wanted Giannis to win a ring, which it was gonna happen sometime. I just didn't want it to be now because it was it was the Sun's time to win a ring. It was the Suns time to get a championship. It was the Suns time for Chris Paul to get a ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: let it all out
0: my dude let it all out uh, you know how badly everybody wanted to see Chris Paul win a ring it was so, like everybody wanted him so bad to win a ring besides Devin Booker and the rest of the team cuz they're all I feel like they're all fantastic but you know how bad everybody wanted Chris Paul to win a ring he like with the Lakers he always comes so close but so far because it was not the team it was like his team and the coach that made like made the whole everybody like suck. That's why, that's why they they could he couldn't make on the Clippers. That's why he went to the Rockets. The Rockets weren't even doing him any good because they barely like they gave him playing time, but they kept on using him for bullshit. That's why he didn't even stay. Now he's on, and now he's on the um, and then, oh yeah, and then he was on Thunder. Thunder didn't even know what to do with him, so they were on more bullshit with him. Now he's on the Clippers. Sorry, not the Clippers. He's now he was on he's now in the Suns and he doing damage. He made that he made just in one season made them from the worst team in the NBA to the best team in one season. One fucking season. Bro, everybody was doing so well. So well. And they end up four two in the finals. You were like, I was like, all right, first one dub, second one dub. I was like, third one, okay, they could probably they could probably do damage, and they probably could come back from this. All right, it's two one. All right, two two. I was like, it's three two. I'm like, okay, now you need like to hurry up. Come on, bro, what you gonna do? You you can't go. You can't just you force force a seven game, force seven games, and they didn't. They didn't. They barely even pushed. That pissed me off. That literally pissed me off. I'm not going to hold you. That pissed me off. But I hope next season that they can do damage. Oh, man. And the last one, the last two uh, I want to talk about for the trades. Derrick Rose is staying on the New York Knicks and he signed a 43 mil, three-year contract for the Knicks. So, he's staying on there. So, yes, we will see... We will probably see New York back in the playoffs next season. Derrick Rose is an old person. He's an old fella. He's not at. He's not that old, but he is an old fella. So... i fuck with that. And the last person... Alice Caruso agreed to a thirty-seven million dollar four-year deal with the Chicago Bulls. So Lonzo, Levine, and Caruso is going to be on the Bulls together, and Caruso and Lonzo is finally teaming up back together. So, what do you think about what do you think about them three on the same team though? I feel like that will also do some damage because Caruso is really good when it comes to the paint. He is very good when it comes to the paint, especially every time um, there's like like a brick type of brick three or a brick shot, man comes in out of nowhere and dunks it in. Always gives a highlighted plate. I mess with that so much. Let's just see what other damage this man can do on a different team. But, yeah. That wraps it up for the the trades, the NBA trades. We will see later on what uh, new NBA what NBA uh, has for us with uh, with trades. So, moving on. Oh boy, deep breath, this deep breath, deep this breath. next this next uh, topic, people's uh, got people heated the last week week or two. Um all about the homophobic stuff that's been going around recently, especially with the little Nas X situation, Jack Harlow situation, and the, the baby situation, which one do you want to start with first? Should we start from the beginning? With so the music video to, drop. So yeah. Um <clears throat> so is the and so is um, a lot of y'all people know, um, the song industry baby, Lil Nas X, Jack Harlow,
1: which is a bot,
0: it was <laughs> a bot, it, it was fire, it was fire. What people didn't like, and this is what, and this is what, um, a certain Instagram, Instagram page said, <clears throat> Twitter. Is canceling Jack Harlow because he's straight in a music video, specifically Industry Baby.
1: Okay, okay. So Why? I did, I did, it. <laughs> I did look more into it, and let me tell you what, what what happened, right? Because I'm a Twitter person, right? I love being on Twitter. So people were making fun of Jack's verse because he intentionally made it the straightest part of the song, right? Like he wanted everyone to know. Yeah, I'm down with being on a song with little nods, but I am not fruity. Which, understandable. Like, that song was very fruity. (laughs) It was a gay prison. (laughs) I can't blame him. Can't blame him at all. And, like, people were laughing, like, you know, about the part of the music video where he's, like, with the only female that's in the prison. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right? Which I found, honestly, pretty entertaining. And I thought it was, honestly, a pretty good mix of both of their styles. I enjoyed it. I like his first. Um, it was a joke about him being straight. Like, it honestly was a meme. People were creating it into a meme. But then other people took it seriously. And thought people were actually trying to cancel him for being straight. When they really were just making memes about his verse. So all I gotta say is, People, stop taking things so seriously. Like, the Alphabet Mafia, we make jokes about ourselves the majority of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, some jokes can just be made. They can, like, people could be, like, let's see, there was another, there was a YouTuber, like, a while ago who uh, made her own hashtag, like, ha- Jacqueline Glynn. She said, hashtag cancel Jacqueline Glynn where her fans would make up stuff on the internet to cancel her for. None, none of it was true. It was just a running joke with her fans. But so many people who were not fans of hers thought she was actually getting canceled. And like another YouTuber mimicked it uh, with uh, MacDoesIt. He did a hashtag cancel Mac Does it, and they did that trend too. And again, mm-hmm. people took it seriously. It's more of people taking the jokes on Twitter so seriously and then posting real articles on Instagram. <laughs> And I find it so hilarious. (laughs) I'm like, oh, y'all actually thought Twitter is trying to cancel this man. No one's trying to cancel this man, y'all. The most he ever did was get nominated for a BET award, which people are feeling a bit iffy about. Including myself, I was feeling a bit iffy about. But his music is good, his verse was good on the songs. Leave the man alone. No one's canceling him. It's just ironic. People find it funny because it is funny to have that verse in a song like that, which is completely off to the song, but yet it still flows so well together.
0: Like, even, like, e- even, um, the if you ever watch uh, Genius on YouTube, um, mm-hmm. Lil Nas and Jack Harlow was basically talking about the song, like, word for word, breaking it down, like, what it meant. And Jar Harlow basically said, bro, it's like, if you call me fruity, I don't really care what people think about me. Like, I really don't. Like, I'm just doing me. I'm just having fun. I, I take music seriously, but I'm having fun. If you don't like that, then who gives a shit?
1: You know what? Respect to him, man. Respect to him.
0: Like, he's basically tired of people saying, bro, if you don't like my music, if you don't like craft, you can go somewhere else about it. I don't give a fuck what you gotta say. Simple. Like, I don't know why people just do like the like the dumb shit they do and like take shit seriously. Like if a if a person is taking it as a joke, bro, it's a joke. Don't don't make a big deal about it. Like that's what kind of like pissed me off when it was like, you really gonna cancel this man because he has a female in his cell? Literally the only female in cell. What movie. I what I find very funny
1: too about the music right like people are already already like not safe for children right Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: they're blaming little Nas for you know fruity but the most exposed person in the entire music video was the female guard if we're being honest like yeah the shower scene was subjective but it wasn't actual nudity like she was so like Huh? I don't. What? I don't. We're know. blaming the men. This is the one time I'm not blaming the men of something. Think about that. This is a monumental moment, men. It wasn't your fault. <laughs> this is something that wasn't your fault. <laughs> it's so like, I don't get it. I think people, like little, little us tweet you, so was like this was too far. And he was like, "Yo, he said I literally went down a stripper pole into hell, gave the devil a lap dance, and then killed him." And yet, you're drawing the line at a gay prison.
0: Like he said, they basically said, "Oh, like him on a stripper pole to hell. Oh, no, that's that's something. Like, oh, gay men in sh- gay men in a gay prison. Oh, yeah, that's too far. No, you can't do that." Does, does no one realize that's like majority of prison?
1: Like they get lonely. They're separated from women for years on end. It happens because men want intimacy. Like does no one realize? Like even though it may not be all out there, it, it's there. <laughs> no one, no one made that connection. Seriously, y'all, re- like this is the equivalent. No, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. Never mind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Never
0: mind. I'm taking it back. Whatever I'm gonna say, I take it back. (laughs) We can't help people at this point. They just do what they think and please, which half of them are fucking idiots. They are. Believe what you want.
1: And it was a good song. People just enjoy the song and go over your life.
0: I enjoy the song. I really do. I really mess with the song heavy. I think it's like the, the
1: <laughs> it's the band. Like, honestly, the band vibe of it is what I think I love about it most. Because, like, I would love to, like, go to a school game and hear the band playing that because it sounds like it would be fire.
0: Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, in the, in the, in, if you heard, like, the background with, like, the instrumentals and everything, they had band-type instruments in, like, the actual beat of it.
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's funny. I saw a video, and they were talking about how uh, they spent their budget on all the horns. So they had to like for the drumline, they had to kind of like improvise with their recordings to make a drumline in the background because they spent all their money on the horns. Damn. Yeah, was it was it was pretty funny
0: to watch. You gonna spend. Bro, you spend millions of dollars on the horns, and you barely have money left for the drums. And usually, people put all the money in the drum
1: line. But I'm kind of happy you put that money into the horns.
0: Shit. But either way, that was a fire beat. I'm not gonna hold you. That was a fire beat. That beat deserves to be remixed or anything at that point. That that that's like a fire beat, like for real. Honestly. Even if you put, like, even if you like change up like. You know the like the verse for like the remix. I don't matter. I feel like it'll be fire either way. I like it honestly.
1: Like honestly, I just need that beat.
0: That beat is fire. Yeah, actually, I I, it goes hard. It is it, such a beat on this. I, I like. I I like it. I like it. It's and for him, for Lil Nas X, it's like a different form of rap for him because he's still technically he's still in the rap category. Like call me by your name. Was in the, It was, like, him singing, but also him rapping at the same time. He and like, sing. not even going live, this dude really just started out in,
1: in country and then moved to rap because of Old Town Road. Yeah. Dude was winning country awards for having a song with Billy Ray Cyrus that was a rap song. Then he did Panini that had its five minutes of fame got him into the rap category and the dude's just been going up ever
0: since like he basically saying it don't matter what song i do y'all gonna hate on me either way and that's true it don't matter what song he do everybody's just gonna hit people's just gonna hate on me either way but he don't care because why he's making money and he's making hits so what does it matter exactly it shouldn't matter.
1: and you know who's having a problem making his hits right now which makes him a bit salty
0: the baby. Speaking, speak before I even get on the baby. You know, did you know that Boosie, Ti, and Nick Young tried to cancel Lil Nas X because of the music video?
1: Yo, straight, straight up. Those. This is really. This controversy is really showing out the talk. In the black community, when it comes to people and, who are outward with their sexuality, like, what? This is the worst group of people you want getting your back. Like, I'm just being honest. Like, Ti, like, really,
0: yeah. really. Uh, and Ti said something um, that didn't really stand fit with me. He said he messed with home. He messed with like homophobic people like that. But he said he, he but he went in on like black like gay people I was like, okay bro you kind of went way too far with this now like he said something terribly bad like he's saying like he's saying like like black gay rappers should not be should not be in hip-hop period
1: So when did we all start backing this man who's been accused of sexual assault for how long?
0: Like if if you if you look up Ti and then just type in Ti with Boosie, oh, all the articles would just say, it. cause he cause Boosie cause Bussy said all this on an IG live. He said the, all this on an IG live against Lil Nas X, against the music video, against the whole shower scene with Jack Harlowin, and he said everything negative you can think of, and then after that. Ti defended him and backed him up on what he was saying. Here's the thing: Ti had what one good song? <laughs>
1: you no, know that's so me. That's so me. What is it? Whatever you like, the one song that everyone still listens to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's it. Yet this man, how do we still listen to whatever this man says? Do literally talked about how he still takes his daughter to a gynecologist to check to make sure her hymen is still intact. Basically saying he takes her to a doctor to prove that she's still a virgin, even though there's so much science behind how the hymen can break without having intercourse. Like, like bro, your daughter, you regularly take your teenage daughter to a gyno to prove that she's a virgin like you, you real you know what? this man <laughs> the fact um, that this man still somehow has actual fans it's
0: crazy
1: and that people think him backing anybody is a good thing like honestly if T. i if i said something right mm-hmm. that's just something we're wild and i said something that i believed was right because i just i was just uneducated and ignorant on the subject we were talking about right
2: mm-hmm.
1: or part of a subject and people were calling me out for it. And I was getting backlash for it. And T.I. came and said, nah, she right, y'all need to leave her alone. I would immediately apologize. I, would, like, I wouldn't even care if I still thought I was right. I would immediately apologize because I know that man agreeing with me is a bad thing. <laughs> Him backing me, not a good thing whatsoever.
2: I, I would have been like I, I, I am
1: sorry for whatever I said I will educate myself I will work on myself to make sure I'm more educated on the subject I am so sorry for anyone that I have hurt and I'm sorry for the pain that I have caused I will leave it at that <sighs>
0: I don't I don't know I don't I don't really know what this point. like literally
1: the most toxic men. <laughs> Like the most toxic black men in the industry that no one cares about, mind you, decided to back the baby.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Speaking of that, even besides that, Boosie, Tory Lanez, and T.I. defended the baby on what he said. And this, by the way, this is the role, this is now like the rolling out portion that we're now talking about. If nobody can keep like if people can't really you know don't really know what we're talking about this is the rolling out portion, but he they defended they defended um the baby on this stuff, and we all look the baby is not smart with stuff that he does we all know that we see this stuff on World Star and everything every time we see this happen the baby he's not he's he doesn't. He doesn't really think that well. He doesn't. I'm, I'm like, if people can't pick that up, I'm sorry. He can't think very well at all. I, I think his music, yes, is good, even though he needs to change up his flow for, for countless of reasons. But what he said at Rolling Loud the past week or two it was way out of pocket, way out of pocket.
1: Like, honestly, what was the point of even bringing that up? Like, at all.
0: Like I understand, you could have basically said, well, put your put your phones up if you uh if you had a call out of work today because you wanted to see me perform, or you wanted to like, or you you know you had your day off." No, nah, but you not, could but say- not.
1: He wanted to make a diss, right? And one, it was an uneducated diss, mind you. It just proved that he was stupid about the entire situation. And two, you know, he did it on purpose. Because uneducated or not, if you know about the history of the stuff he said, you know who he was going after. That's the same. Like, honestly, when we talk about things that are like, you know, subtle racism, right? Mm -hmm. Like a video I saw recently, a girl was talking about how she was walking through the store. And Mm -hmm. a woman said, I like your braids. A white woman. She was like, I like your braids. And she said, you know, thank you. And then the, the white woman responded, yeah, you're a really nice looking tree ornament. Ornaments okay. hang from trees. She literally made a subtle lynching threat to a black girl in public.
0: I would love to see that black girl knock her the fuck out.
1: Honestly, I wish. Ooh, I wish she would have. Honestly, I would have supported her one hundred percent. I would have started the GoFundMe for her bail money. <laughs> Stuff like that. Is what reminds me of this, like, because I get affected by both sides of it, because I am on both sides of it. So it's like on on the playing field, me hearing that is the same thing as me hearing what the baby said, because it's outright attacking someone but being subtle about it and thinking no one's gonna notice it because you think they're just as uneducated as you are. And like his apology. Because he posted an apology after he lost money, and he was mm-hmm. being dropped. And his apology was more like, you guys cancel people too fast, you don't allow us to educate ourselves? No, man. If you were really sorry, you would have apologized before, like a while ago, before these companies started dropping you. You only apologize because it's affecting your paycheck. It is insincere, you don't actually mean it, and you're just mad that you got called out for it. Like, bro, get out my face.
0: Like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know anymore. Oh, the the baby, you need help. You need mentally, you need mental help. You, you need mental, mental help. Like it's, it's that bad. Like I know you say stuff out of pocket a lot. I understand that, but this one was the worst of them all. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what went in your, I don't know if that was the first thing in your mind that you were thinking of, or if you thought, yo, this would be cool to say, let me say it. But no, sir, that was out of pocket. You saying like, raise your hands up if you don't have HIV and AIDS, like, who says that at a concert? Especially a Rolling Loud concert. Where people come to enjoy music, enjoy like come they listen to their artists, see their artists in life, in in the face, in the flesh. When you when you pull up to a roller loud concert, you're not supposed to hear, "Hey, put your hands up if you haven't had if you haven't had haze in two to three weeks and you clean and everything, bro." You know how stupid you sound. On top of that, you know how much artists is gonna get on you that probably collab with you already. They don't want to do music with you no more. They don't want yeah, to. Yeah, Dua Lipa.
1: No she's her song Levitating. She's already planning to make a remix of it to get the other one taken down and have the new one put up. So someone's like the so people were talking about how her the best like diss back to the baby would be if she got um, Little Nas to do a verse <laughs> to
0: replace no. the babies. And I would, I would rather hear Lil Nas than him, at the moment. And and, y- and y'all, die hard, the baby fans. I might want you might want to rethink your decision, real shit. Because if you approve of what he's just said, then y'all are dumb as well too. And I'm not, I'm not saying sorry, not sorry or anything. Y'all are just complete stupid. And here's know.
1: They, I know he's not happy about the people who's taken his place with some of this stuff because the uh the Lollapalooza that dropped him. Yeah, they dropped uh, him. For what he said. Yeah. His uh his slot um has been was taken by a young thug.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so who Yeah, think think before you speak you heard the saying, think before you speak. You just did a lot of you just did a lot of speaking, no thinking, and now all your speaking got your shit backfired. Stupid ass. And that's what that's why nobody likes the baby now, because yeah, when he was coming up, yeah, we all thought he was cool. Now, ever since he got money, now he's been a dumbass. And on top on top of that, we're rolling out. He brought Tory Lanez up on the stage. And Tory Lanez said, Oh, like, oh, my bad. Like, he now, now Tory Lane got jail time because Meg the Stallion was in the same exact area as he was. And, 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 a quote, and his shit basically said, You're not supposed to be in 100 yards or 100 feet of Meg the Stallion. Technically, he was in within the 100 yards or 100 feet of Meg Stallion. So he basically got jail time now. He said, "I didn't know that he, but that she was that close, bro. It is rolling loud. Everybody's trailers is close together. You did not know that, like, bro. And if look, people, people already don't like the baby for him collabing with Tory Lanez on Scat. People don't already don't like that." And now the baby is in deeper trouble because of what he said at Rolling Loud. And now on top of that, celebrities don't like you now. People that you collab with already don't like you now, besides Tory Lanez. Yo, and I'm reading this article too. He keeps digging a deeper hole for himself
1: because apparently he tried to apologize again on Instagram Live, saying that his comments were a call to action instead of a rant, and then still made more derogatory statements. About the LGBTQ+ plus community?
0: No, no, no oh No, that community don't even want to listen to you. Good job. You played yourself.
1: The only community that really had the right to accept your apology is the one that you just apologized and dissed all in the same setting.
0: And not, and, they
1: and then, were, and then he had to apologize again. He's like, I have nothing against the LGBTQ+ plus community. Yeah, right, buddy. You Bruh, sure about that? What you, what the you, the, what the toxic masculinity is showing, my dude. Bro, this is I stupid.
0: I don't know. I don't know what to do with them rappers no more. I don't know. I definitely don't, really don't know.
1: Like, here's <laughs> the thing, right? And these aren't, like, older rappers, right? So people are going to be like, like, yeah, they're old, but they're not old, old. Like, if that makes sense. Like, yes. think about how long Snoop Dogg's been around. And this man has managed not to piss off one person. <laughs> like, let's be honest, the most he probably pissed off is people who are like anti weed. He has like the best friendship with Martha Stewart. He hasn't offended any community. He speaks respectfully about each community. He is a kind hearted soul who was in the rap game and still managed to be respectful. And then it's like new age rappers, it's like, all they care about is the money and the diss that they don't even really think before they say stuff. Like realizing your words ain't just impacting another rapper when you say it. You may have thought you were just dissing little Nas when you didn't realize you're dissing a big portion of the population, my dude, especially of your audience fan base. Like, you can't be that stupid. Like I guess you can because it's happened, but like you really think that people can't be that stupid?
0: But no, it can like here's the
1: even even if I wholeheartedly like let's say I was in country music, right? Even if in my bones I wholeheartedly hated white people, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm a black supremacist. I just despise white people. If I was in country music, I would know not to say that crap. <laughs> Because that's a big portion of my fan base. His fan base is young. The younger generation is a bit more fruity than the older. Like you, He's not getting gangster rap fans that grew up on Tupac, that grew up on Notorious B.I.G., that grew up with Snoop, that grew up with Latifah. He's not getting those. <laughs> that grew up on LL Cool J. Those aren't his fan base. Mm-hmm. His fan base is honestly mainly Gen Z and younger millennials. Yep. So how are you gonna be that stupid?
0: It's the baby, it's his mouth is what making him stupid. Honestly.
1: Some some artists I would rather they just hide their prejudice than speak out about it. Cause I well honestly. I'd rather them just not be prejudiced at all. I'd rather just them be educated, or if they were raised prejudiced, they get educated and then watch them grow. I love seeing a growth. Growths look amazing. I love it. But some things I just wish not to know. Like, you know how many artists I've had to delete from my playlist because I just found out they were just genuinely bad people? Mm -hmm. or they just done something that I can't support and it's like I've had to go through my playlist and just start deleting artists. And I'm like, and here's the, I usually do that on my own volition, right? Like, um, a while ago, Melanie Martinez, a singer, had an allegation, um, I believe, sexual assault and rape against her by her best friend, right? And everyone immediately, cancel, believe the victim, Right. And as much as I always want to support the victim, something about that situation just was not sitting right with me. And I was like, I was like, I don't, I was like, I understand, like, believe the victim. And I always want to support women in this, but it's like, it's it's two women in this situation. Like, honestly, if Melanie Martinez was a dude, I probably wouldn't have hesitated, which is probably something I need to fix mentally with myself. I, I, I would not have hesitated to support the victim. But then it later came out that it was a lie and that the friend was lying and she admitted to lying to ruin her career. And in, like that was like a moment in my head that I was like, that is so messed up. And we really just gave this woman like a year or two of just complete trauma of her having to deal with people calling her a rapist and calling her a sex offender and abuser for something that she did not do. Like, and i that's something I've always, like people are like, you could separate the artist from the music. And I'm like, no, I can't. Because I know in my conscience, every time I listen to their music on any platform, I am giving money to someone who is possibly not a good person. I, I just, I wish it was easy to know who's a good person and who's not. Who's willing to educate themselves and who's not? Who's willing to grow and who's not? Before you decide that you're gonna start giving your time to people like them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's just it's just not possible. Like it's it's not possible to know that, and it's experience you have to go through. And unfortunately, a lot of bands that I used to listen to, I don't listen to anymore because of allegations or um, accusations. Or even convictions that have happened. There's artists that I just I can't listen to anymore. I've had to delete them off, like, like delete them off of everything. So just take them off my falls listen on Spotify. Take them off my Amazon Prime. Take them off my Apple Music. Get them off my YouTube. Unsubscribe. Block on social media. I just I I just can't because then, even if I didn't know, even if me myself didn't know this person was a bad person, me finding out that the time that i've been fangirling and listening to their music and loving it so much they've been doing something like this or they've been hurting people or they've been derogatory towards people hurting them emotionally or physically or mentally i automatically feel guilty because i feel like in a way even though it was a very small portion i funded that i helped them get the platform to do that i helped them get the fan base to do that i helped them be able to spread this message out so far that it actually managed to hurt more people than it would have if I wouldn't have followed them in the first place. And it's honestly just an unfortunate experience and to any like hardcore to baby fans who feel bad about this, it's honestly not your fault. It is impossible to know when people are like this. It is impossible to know who people actually are. They can tell you sh- as bold as they want to that they're saying they they who they are on social media, the odds are, they're not. They're not actually who they say they are on social media. The other, it's most likely a front. Not everyone is as authentic as you believe they are to be, no matter how much they act like they are authentic. And some things just come out this way. And it's very unfortunate. It is very hard to deal with. And it's honestly a very hard thing to break. I'm not telling you to stop listening to his music. I'm not telling you have to stop listening to him on the radio. If you, like, honestly, if you could find a way to listen to his music and not fund him, by all means, go for it if you want to do that and just listen to the old stuff that you used to make. I'm not honestly going to judge you about it because I understand as someone who does this that it's hard to sometimes separate music that you love, especially if it's helped you through a dark place. And it's very hard to leave that because of what an artist has done or a bandmate has done. Um, if, you, if you can stomach it, then honestly, props to you because I'm definitely not one who can and I feel bad for any fans out there who who have been hurt by what he said, who actually believed he was a good guy, because uh, that stuff is heartbreaking.
0: It, it it's really like
1: losing someone that you really cared about, losing something that you care about, and I I just feel so bad for people. Yeah,
0: it's like the whole the whole thing is, stress, is stressful. The Whole thing is stressful. Uh, last thing last thing I'm gonna say before uh. Before we get to WWE, but baby, if you want to keep, if you want to keep like people around and people to like you, stop saying dumb ass shit. Especially what you did at Rolling. Don't say anything stupid like that. If you want something to say like that, think before you say it, and then and probably try to read word your stuff before you even say it. And then there you go. Instead of just blat- blatantly saying shit like this, because this is how you get canceled very easily because Gen Z is very, 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 very much. They can't really handle shit like this. Any Anything, anything small. This was big. I'm not like, oh, gonna this was this was a big problem, but anything small, Gen Z takes offense. Even if they don't have nothing, even though that even though they can't really like if they're not even in the situation, they still take offense to it even though it's not their problem. They make it their problem.
1: And you're saying that is not always a bad thing. So in some situations, I'm very much not a big fan of cancel culture, right? Yeah. In certain situations, those small things, the things that like like used to be viewed as small. Um, them being finally called out is a good thing, like those subtleties. Like, we, we've been so used to you know calling out outright racism, right? Outright homophobia, outright this that's like straightforward. Now we've gotten mm-hmm. to the point where we're calling out the subtleties, we're kind of, we're calling out the minor parts, but like, hey, watch yourself. That's a little transphobic. Hey, watch yourself. That's a bit. That can come off a bit homophobic. Hey, watch yourself. That can come off racist. Hey, watch yourself. That can come off xenophobic. That can come off sexist. Like, it's not always bad that we're calling out some of the small stuff because we're acknowledging it. We're acknowledging that that stuff exists. And if in, if we're lucky, over time people just educate themselves and it slowly disappears. All right, that's the host. What I don't support is when those small things happen, those subtleties that people themselves probably don't even realize they're saying or don't even have the intent of meaning what they don't realize it actually means. And us being like, oh my God, you said that? That is completely racist. How did you not understand that that was completely racist? That was homophobic. That was completely, completely racist. You deserve to be canceled. No one should follow you on one. Another. Everyone unfollowed this person. Stop, block their number, call their job, report them to their job for the racism. No. No. Like, unless this person, I guess, you know, it's all based off the perspective. In my eyes, some of the stuff that we do that for, I don't believe deserves someone's livelihood. I honestly think it just takes some education. And is it my responsibility to educate these people? No. But it's okay to tell someone, hey, go educate yourself. I don't think you fully know what you're talking about. Go educate yourself. Whether or not they choose to do that is honestly up to them. Now, if they ask questions, I feel like we should be willing to answer. I, there's nothing wrong. With, and if we don't know the answer, refer them to something or someone that does know the answer. I don't think there's a problem with that. Because the problem is, like, even though it's not our responsibility to educate as a community, we are the easiest access to education. Like, yeah, people can Google something. They can, like, they can look up what Sundown is and why people don't go there anymore. They can easily look up on Google, but with with resources such as social media and TikTok, we already know that history in the textbooks and even sometimes on websites that we go to is watered down, washed out, whitewashed history. To get the true, authentic story is to talk to the community. So, if someone who, when Trump did that rally on the same day that the Tulsa massacres happened in the same area. And when, when he did that and people were so outraged about it, someone was like, hey, I don't get this. W- what does this mean? Instead of being like, well, you should get it or you should understand it. You should know what this means. it, it I don't find it that hard to be like, hey, let me explain to you because you, you seem like honestly confused and wondering what's happening. Around this time, Black Wall Street was bombed and A lot of Black people were killed because of a false conviction. And that is what we are upset about is because you are planning to celebrate a campaign on the same day that a lot of us are mourning the loss of one of the wealthiest Black communities in America. That that doesn't seem that hard to do. And if they're like, oh my God, I didn't even know this was happening, I'm I'm gonna look, and just be like, yeah, look more into it, do some more research on it. Like, that's just a start. Like, we don't have to sit there and tell them the whole textbook. We could be like, hey, this happened. They're gonna be like, oh my God, really? I'm like, yeah, look it up on this website. Or hey, this account on TikTok has really good videos about it. They love educating people about this stuff. It's not really my forte, but here you go. It's the same as, like, for example, right, if someone to speak on African issues, I may be an African-American, but I am not well diverse on African issues. If I know something is happening, but I don't exactly know how to articulate it, I'll be like, hey, there's this TikToker from South Africa. She is really good at explaining some of these issues happening over in Africa right now or happening um, over across the world right now. She's a great educator. I recommend you go to her page and look more into this. I'm not gonna willingly educate people on stuff that I don't know. I'm gonna send them to the community of people who most likely know it. Now, will I speak up on some of the issues? Yes, most likely to spread awareness, but I will not teach it because it's not my job to teach that. Now, if someone came to me about African-American Black issues and me being someone who predominantly does speak a lot on Black issues, I don't mind answering questions. I don't mind sending links. I don't mind providing receipts. I've done it multiple times. There's one person who hasn't responded to me because they asked me, <laughs> they asked me about certain laws as well as uh, certain articles of sundown towns, and mm-hmm. I sent, I think, about 20 articles <laughs> of research, and they refused to follow me back to confirm that they got all the links for the questions they asked in the comments because I direct messaged all of it to him. And then I went to the comment section to let everyone know, hey, yeah, I sent him a message, a bunch of links that he can go and read himself. He hasn't confirmed that he's read any of them. It's up to him at this point if he actually wants to educate himself. I have no problem doing that. And I feel like more people should be willing to be like that. I feel like that's not a problem. Also, when I see people in the black community get angry about other people asking questions to educate themselves, and they get angry about it, the first thing that pops to my mind is, well, you probably don't know much about our issues either. Because again, we grew up in a community that whitewashed our history. So of course we grew up not knowing most of our history either. So it's like, I, I don't blame you, but don't get mad at someone because you don't know your own history. We, we also have a responsibility to educate ourselves about our history. We can't expect other people to teach it to us as well. Especially when they're asking us for questions because we're the community that's supposed to be the ones that experienced it. Like education, people. Education is so important, and America is one of the worst in it. So honestly, we're just responsible for educating ourselves. Because if we don't, then we're living it up to the American stereotype, I guess, of what other countries think of us, and that's just dumb. Honestly, we're kind of holding strong to that. Not gonna lie.
0: That to be honest, that takes the cake. I already got nothing more to say about this topic. Anymore me, me talking about this anymore is gonna piss me off. Um Honestly. WWE, but there's something else that'll piss me off. <laughs> Alright. So speaking of uh, Rolling Loud, uh WWE two matches in particular was at WWE, sorry, was at uh, Rolling Loud while WWE was in Cleveland? Leaving Ohio, so yeah. Um, so two matches was um Bianca Belair versus Camella for you know the rematch of the SmackDown Tag Team title, and it was heavy, not heavy machinery. Sorry, um, the Academy. Versus uh, the Street Profits. Well, one half of the Academy and one half of the Street Profits. I forgot who exactly was wrestling. Um, but how do you feel about them two matches at Rolling Loud? Like. I literally thought it was gonna be like the whole of WWE, like the whole like WWE, like Roman Reigns, everybody. I thought it was gonna be everybody at Rolling Loud, like wrestling in front of the ro- like Rolling Loud crowd, not just like two matches in Rolling Loud. Because if it was, because to be honest with you, I rather have WWE at Rolling Loud. When they said WWE at Rolling Loud, I meant like everybody. I'm talking about Roman Reigns with with uh, Paul Heyman like Big E there. Um we talking about Apollo Cruz that have everybody on the SmackDown roster at Rolling Loud. I swear that'll be a way better like episode than just two matches at Rolling Loud. Did you see the did you see them episodes or no?
1: I don't think I did but as you're describing them they don't sound that great.
0: It wasn't. It was like it was. It was a, them were like all right matches because the crowd was not really hype up like that. There was like they're like eh matches because even though even though the street Profits was with Wale and Wale was performing, I was like, eh, y'all couldn't done better. To be honest, if you're if you guys literally said like WWE when he said WWE was at Rolling Loud y'all could have been like yo everybody from like the SmackDown roster is gonna be at Rolling Loud. Shoot I would rather watch that than like like have WWE, Aaron Cleveland, you cut to the two matches while while you cut off the whole match the three on three match with Big E and King Nakamura and, and Cesaro you cut off a six man tag team match to watch two matches at Rolling Loud that wasn't even that good. Wait, really? They cut off they they yeah. what? You yeah, know what they <laughs> Yeah, they basically had yeah. so before before the two matches at Rolling Loud, like it's like before the, the camera cut to Rolling Loud, like, you know, crew, um, it was it was, you know, Apollo Cruz with Commander Aziz and Rude and Ziggler versus Cesaro, Big E, and Nakamura. Halfway through that match, they cut off, the camera cut that off to, to go, so, like, the camera that was at, you know, Rolling Loud, they literally set up a SmackDown ring on the stage of Rolling Loud and stop the Rolling out event just for people to watch two matches at Rolling Loud, which one of them was a defense match for the SmackDown Women's Title for the SmackDown Women's Title, and the crowd wasn't really dead silent, but they weren't really hyped up either. So uh,
2: that sounds so boring. I'm happy I didn't
1: watch it. Huh. That sounds so boring, and I'm happy I didn't watch it.
0: I watched. I only watched like I haven't really been like watching like the whole shows recently, like the past year now, like a year and a half, like you know when it was COVID. But I wouldn't say this is worse. It's not the worst, like it was in COVID, but it's not the best either. Like. I understand, like WWE at Rolling Loud when we all—remember when, when I told you when WWE he was in Rolling Loud when they in the Thunderdome? I was like, "Yo, this is about to be lit. This is about to be cool." And when you actually watch it, it's like, "Yeah, this wasn't as cool as I thought it would be." Because in my mind, I thought it was going to be like everybody on SmackDown at Rolling Loud. I was really thinking Roman Reigns is going to be there, The Usos is going to be there, Mysterio is going to be there. You know, Big E, yeah, just everybody. I thought it was gonna be like that. They come up with their music and bam on the rolling out stage and wrestling on the rolling out stage. True, I was thinking about like bodies being like wrestlers being flown into the rolling out, like rolling out crowd, like people be body slamming from like the top of the uh, the top of the rolling out stage and onto the mat and just stuff like that. I was literally thinking in my mind, it's about to be so dope, and it wasn't as wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Like imagine imagine you rest imagine if you're like a false count anywhere's match for a title and you did it at rolling loud with a bunch of people that's already there and you basically climbed up your way to the like rolling loud top of the stage and you fling someone off that stage or you did your finisher like on your opponent off that stage. You know how bad that would hurt but you know how much views that would get on their channel. Like if you think about it, that takes you back to when money in the bank was in the WWE headquarters and the and the briefcase was at this like the top of the building, like on the rooftop. and that basically reminds me of Ra Mysterio getting flown off <laughs> flown off like the the money in the banker ring. That's what that's what literally came into my mind, but this time with people around. Like, like when when you heard of Rolling Loud, when you heard like WWE being at Rolling Loud, what did what was your first thoughts about it? Like, was it good it's, thoughts, or bad thoughts? Like, what was what was what was running in your mind?
1: I have to say bad thoughts. One. Bad promo, like in my opinion, and honestly, not enough promo. And, and two, just disappointment. We're just put the word disappointment. It's the fact that WWE seems to always disappoint me, even if it's not of the things I expected to disappoint me. Like they really gave me hope these past couple weeks like after money in the bank like i had hope things were looking up it was beautiful and and then they just they just they just they just broke me they really just broke me <laughs> yeah
0: they 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 did, they did i blame you
1: antoine you did this
0: i did not do anything you,
1: You brought me back to this dark place that I tried to (laughs) leave. I almost was free. I had forgotten all the storylines. I was ready to be done with it. But no. We just had to have WWE talk. I just had to keep myself as much updated as possible to keep up.
0: But look, But there's good pain.
1: (laughs) Nothing but pain. (laughs) Don't you dare, evil, laugh at me, sir. Bro, I'm not even.
0: (laughs) even, I'm not even laughing at you. I'm just laughing (laughs) at the fact that there's actually some good news in this, but you don't want to take time out to listen to it.
1: It's never truly good news, but go ahead, go ahead. What's the good news?
0: Well. Besides the the other bad news that I did not want to share yet, um, you know what? Just 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 leave it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me already, the good news. <laughs> which you already know what it should be. Which I will probably talk about that one last. Um, we finally get the match that we wanted. So this was like this was like last week, uh, Friday, um, so. It was it was Finn Balor and Roman Reigns, you know, in the ring. They're about to sign the contract. And then this is what Roman Reigns said to Finn Balor before he signed the contract, or before you know, before it became the match how it is right now. They basically said he, he basically said, If you sign this if you sign this contract, I will smash you and send you back to NXT. Ooh. I he was and Finn Balor was like, "All right, bruh all right, that was that was good." In his mind, he was like, "All right, that was good," but I'm gonna kick whoop your ass when it comes to when it comes to SummerSlam Slam. <laughs> but um, but before he signed the contract, you know how Baron Corbin is now, like all him, like losing his shit. He he literally mm-hmm. basically threw Finn Balor out the ring and was about to sign the contract. Keep in mind. Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman did not do shit. Neither did, you know, Adam, neither did Adam Pearce or Sonya Deville. They didn't do shit. They just looked and watched. And then when, um, when Baron Corwin was about to sign the contract, Cena came out, ran out, Baron Corwin got, you know, hit, like, hit in, you know, the chest and then thrown into the post. And then Cena, with a Sharpie, signed his name, Pointed out the camera. And like Roman Reigns with the mad face he is every time he has someone con- sign the contract and then gives it to Adam Pierce, says that you can't see me to Corbin, and then throws up, you know, his regular sign at the crowd. And then backstage, like Paul Heyman was like, yo, that, 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 that like that doesn't make sense. Like he, he can't be he, like he can't be at the uh can't be at SummerSlam. And it's like, he's like, well, Pierce was like, well, I see Roman's name. I see John's name. And that's the only proof I'll ever need. And this match is official. So we're finally, we're finally getting the match that we always wanted. And this, when was the last time they clashed? Was it like, what, 2016? Like 2017, maybe? So. 2016, 2017. Yeah, it was somewhere around there. So it was Roman Reigns against John Cena. Now, back again, five years later, it is Roman Reigns versus John Cena, the super face of WWE versus the super heel of WWE now. And my, might I tell you, that match... I, was
1: excited. Oh, I think this match is definitely going to be Close. It's definitely going to be awesome. My money's still on Roman.
0: Like, uh, WWE said, can't like if if John Cena gets his 17th, 17th time World Heavyweight Championship, will he be considered the goat? That's what WWE yeah. did.
1: If he manages to beat Roman, yeah.
0: Yeah, like I respect to like, him. Yeah, like that. He he's not like it's gonna be three things. He's not only be the, he won't he will not only be the goat. He will be the person that has the world record, as in the most he- most world heavyweight championship wins, but the most title reigns as well too. Because Ric Flair and John Cena is tied at 16. One more for him to become seventeen time uh seventeen time world champion.
1: I wonder how Ric Flair's gonna feel about that.
0: You know what? I was I you know I was I was thinking about saying this about Ric Flair, but I don't want to I don't wanna break your heart more.
1: Man, what about Ric Flair?
0: Sir, I think I think he's cut from WWE. I think he said to get himself cut from WWE.
1: You know what? I'm actually not mad about that. So... Like I that whole think... Lacey Evans thing and Charlotte and the the brand thing and the that was just all weird. Like, so like, not mad. Like the man needs to retire. Well, I'm I'm not I'm not upset. But you
0: see how much life that man has though?
1: He loves it. You can tell he loves it.
0: That man, he's like, woo! I love that. I he's love gonna him. be wooing
1: for the rest of his life too.
0: Oh man, I love I love Ric Flair. Oof.
1: That's like one of my mom's favorite wrestlers too.
0: She's always been a big fan of the nature boy. The Nature Boy. Oh my gosh! But yeah, that's like one. That's like yeah, one of the matches I want to touch on. I want to see how you reacted about the whole super heel versus the super face. i going like Johnson and uh, <laughs> oof. Oh boy. Just to be
1: a bit funny, I would have laughed if Corbin would have actually gotten away with signing the contract.
0: What happen- What happens if you would have signed signed the contract? I think it would have been funny. Like, honestly,
1: I don't think he would have beat Roman, but I think it would have been a pretty funny match to watch. Like, he's really trying his hardest to be relevant again.
0: Oh, yeah. Because
1: yeah, he, he, he was the number one heel before Roman. For like oh, yeah, while. Cause
0: now, Because now it's no longer Cena sucks. It's mm-hmm. just is now it's just Let's Go Cena. So. Oh, man. Let's let's, let's just see how this... Uh, let's just see how this reacts, though. We're just, we're just going to see how this plays out. Um, The last thing I want to talk about now that a lot of people have their doubts and also concerns about and is also sad about Gray Wyatt, the leader of the Wyatt family, the fiend himself, the one that made Alexa Bliss who she is now, is cut from WWE because of quote unquote budget cuts. Uh...
1: Yeah. AEW, please. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> To bring it back ah. I how kind would of WWE figured, do that
0: because I kind of figured that after like after the few front firehouse uh like the was it I forgot I even even say the name now it's like a tongue twister now um that they were kind of trash and they didn't really hold up to the potential like the other ones did in the past and how the Fiend character was. Like, the Fiend character, when he came back, was awesome. It was dope. I liked it. Burnt face, burnt mask. I liked it, but...
1: They didn't do anything with it once they brought him back, though, which was yeah, sucks.
0: Which was kind of bad. It was trash. It didn't really... I'm
1: like, I was waiting for the Fiend to make an army. Like, to just randomly pop up in the ring sometimes and just pull someone down with him. Like, I, I was really waiting for him to like pull down Damian Priest and Alistair Black and like make his own like fiendish army.
0: And then what made it worse, you brought him, you like, the good thing about it, you brought him on like on, on uh, WrestleMania. It was dope. Like, it was good you brought him back. But you brought him back before he got burnt with a match, which didn't make sense. It just why would you if you bring in if you bring in Randy's worst nightmare, which is himself plus the fiend, why would you bring the fiend before he why would you bring the fiend to us before he got burnt? Then rather rather than having him, you know, the whole mass after he got burnt. Couldn't you just give us that? Because I feel like the match would have been way more better if you gave us burnt burnt fiend, not before not before lighting match fiend. That did not make sense. Um That was that was WWE's fault for doing that. I just feel like WWE just didn't make after they after he came back. I feel like WWE didn't really make the right calls. Um they didn't. They didn't. They they stopped, like after a while, they stopped airing his they stopped airing his, you know, the the fun house, the fun house type of uh, you know, skits. They stopped doing but the this, fiend this, type stuff. They they stopped they stopped airing they stopped doing a whole bunch of stuff with the fiend. After after I saw that they I we didn't see the fiend on the screen no more. Like it it's funny. I thought like he was just taking a break from WWE and yeah, which he which the funny thing he was because he was preparing to come back this month. He was planning on coming back this month and he got cut.
1: Stupid Honestly, if they were making more cuts to the budget cuts,
0: there's other superstars they could have cut. Not even going to lie. And, Rich, and Ric Flair was one of them. Like, you, did, you basically did the same thing to Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman was making his comeback in the WWE. He was about to be... You know, honestly, I feel like at this point, is that
1: WWE is so scared
0: about losing so much money to AEW, right? Mm-hmm. Like
1: because they, they're losing superstars to AEW, and yeah. then they're realizing, oh well, uh, yeah, we have great wrestlers, but like, will we be able to afford their multi-million dollar contracts that we created them to be worth in the future? Oh, let's just cut them. It's not like they're going to go to AEW and you know make them more money. Stupid, bro. It's it's, oh, it's so stupid.
0: Like,
1: like, they really are cutting these superstars as if they think that WWE is their only option, and then they get mad when they go to AEW under different names and then make more money, and then make that brand more money to where they're, WWE, in the, long, in the long run, is going to be losing more money.
0: Yeah, it's... Oh, my gosh.
1: Like, And I'm pretty sure it's more expensive for them bringing back these older superstars. Like I'm pretty sure it's more expensive having John Cena there to compete for SummerSlam than it is to have the fiend there for a pay per view. I'm almost positive, like for them bring like an edges contract, probably just as expensive. To have their contracts as free range wrestlers for WWE, they're probably ten times more expensive than what the fiend was. And they're cutting they're cutting him. Because they want to be able to pay for the old all-stars instead of funding the newer ones. Or just the OG ones that have been around long enough to where they have a fan base and people love them. It's, uh, it's so stupid. It's so stupid.
0: Like, and on top of that, you made this tweet, WWE, to Bray Wyatt. WWE has come to terms to release Bray Wyatt. We wish him the best in all his future endeavors. Like, really? Really? Oh. They can my gosh. go somewhere. Like, there's pictures, there's already pictures of him that, you know, of him coming to AEW.
1: Because everyone knows that's what he's, like, if he still wants to wrestle, if that's something he still wants to do, we all know that's what he's going to do. And like Braun, I hope Braun goes to AEW with him. You know how awesome that would be.
0: That would be that would be that would be awesome.
1: But like Braun's just been working at his shop. Like he's been posting pictures of like him working under cars and stuff like that, and how long it's been he said since he's been able to do a hobby that he's loved like that. I, I I doubt AEW would take away that much freedom from him to where he could still do his hobbies and still wrestle, because you could tell that's something he loved to do. If both of them go to AEW, I w- it would be completely
0: awesome. Like, like, just for like the whole thing, um. honestly, there's an article that said it says, honestly, The Fiend's potential has been wasted thanks to bad booking. Agreed. They even said that Alexa Bliss was also the cause of it. Like,
1: she was doing too
0: well? No, as in they should have never brought her, her into the, into the whole fiend stuff.
1: I liked her kind of in the fiend stuff, though. So. Like, when they tried to do his comeback with Randy Orton mm-hmm. and how she was kind of the one messing with him. And, like, she was like, come on, burn me. I'm, like, kind of taunting at him. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like that made the build-up to wanting to see the fiend again bigger by seeing her mess with him. Because like it was like she was giving you those warnings, like he's coming soon, he'll be back, he's coming back. And everyone was so ready for it because it's like instead of having like, you know, those cheap little promo videos that they use when like people are moving up the roster. And it's just like the announcer saying, Oh my god, look how big it's like coming back to Monday night raw. It's like every week we had some type of supernatural drama going on to announce that sooner or later it'll be Bray Wyatt coming through on that ring that he would be back and they could have honestly done so much more with that like they they had the perfect build-up they really did to where if they brought him back you had alexa bliss sleep like obviously creeping out the female bracket and then you had him with the male bracket and if they would have just made it like booked his fights better let him go for titles let him go after champions after he finished with randy Orton it it would have been perfect. Honestly, we probably would have ended up seeing a Randy Orton and Fiend tag team together because of like all the stuff they were doing in before we would have saw a Randy Orton and Riddle tag team. And I would have been okay with that. I'm not even gonna lie. I would have vibed with that.
0: Yeah. They also said that go they also said that Goldberg is also the one that kind of made him that way as well too. Like his character messed up, probably. Goldberg needs to go. I've said this for <laughs> how
1: long? Like, he's a, yeah, he's a great guy, he's a great fighter. Whatever, it's over, man. I'd rather see Triple H fight at this point, and I don't even like Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's 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 over, man. Like, you're just coming for pay per views to cash that one-time contract in, which is honestly probably also costing them a lot of money, which is why we have to, we're cutting off some of these great athletes. Like, it's dudes like him who, like, like so at certain points, right, I feel like WWE wrestlers should let it go. Just at, at certain moments, I think it's, like, yeah, I understand coming back for, like, a few pay-per-views, maybe a surprise appearance every now and then, right? But at some point, some of these wrestlers just need to let it go. Just need to let it go. Let the new generation do their thing. Maybe school them every now and then, right? Be a manager, be a coach. Maybe wrestle every now and then when controversies happen. But like this coming back for pay per view stuff and attacking champions when you know because you have a name is exactly what WWE was like fighting against years ago of the people with the names. The people with the stature there that's when smackdown became the land of opportunity because people were tired of that happening and it's just happening all over again and i hate it
0: yeah, i don't know man. i i don't huh. i just don't know i, I, I just don't know what all to do i more. know
1: is i am tired i am exhausted This is part of my exhaustion. I can't afford to be working at Walmart and dealing with this all at the same time.
0: (laughs) Like, in WWE, that was your best character for what, two plus years? Like, if they were
1: that upset with the thing, would it have been that hard to change him? Like, you already burned him. If you wanted him to be something else other than the theme, you had the perfect opportunity to.
0: To change him while he was... You
1: had him burned. I don't care if his name was Ash. And his intro was ashes floating to the center of the ring, the lights going out, and then him appearing. I don't even care. You had the opportunity to change his character. You could have said the fire purified him, which is why he's back to the normal Bray Wyatt and brought back the fireflies. I would have been okay with that. You could have even just kept him as the burned fiend and gave him better matches, and I would have been okay with that. But no. You gave him bad matches, bad promos, ruined his character, and then cut him because you couldn't figure out how to fix your own mistake. Get out of my face before I punch you in it. Like, at this point, I want to fight WWE. They should have a segment on when the fans get to fight person management. (laughs) Straight up. (laughs) Like, like, be like, get an audience member in there. Like, we could be a celebrity. like, nah, man, I don't want to wrestle you. I want to wrestle your boss. Bring out Vince McMahon. honestly, Tag me in, straight up. I'll have get someone to fight Vince, someone to fight Shane. I'll take Stephanie. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: oh
0: my god! I don't know. <laughs> like, and speaking of which, with you know Goldberg messing up, uh, you know the uh, the fiend Bray Wyatt, like. Earlier, when Raw aired, like Bobby Lashley was going after Goldberg's son. Bad idea, by the way. Bobby Lashley yeah. and MVP. Very yeah, bad. Idea. bad idea. Um,
1: you never go after a man's family. Dom Toretto music plays in the background.
0: <laughs> Next thing you know, did someone say family? <laughs> 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 Don Toretto, nothing's more important than family. Next, thing you know, all you see is Don Toretto with a chair. <sighs> and, then, and then all you hear before he walks off and looks at Goldberg and looks at the crowd always live my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, and I think that's why we became family. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why we became brothers. And then (laughs) all you see is- Then you just hear the
1: guitar coming.
0: All you hear is, oh,
1: oh.
0: Oh, oh, oh." Oh, my God, that would be the funniest thing to ever watch. Like, do, like, Toretto's just coming down stairs. He has the WWE mic. Did someone say family? I'm like, oh, my God.
1: Honestly, WWE should find a way to capitalize off that meme and get, like, a celebrity, like, you know, pay-per-view segment of Vin Diesel coming into the music from Fast and Furious. It's, like,
2: oh. it's like,
1: at, like, the Miz is out there in the middle of the stage insulting, like, I don't know, the Mysterios. Mm-hmm. Like Bismarck Morrison insulting the mysterious Dom Toretto comes out and he goes, "One thing I've always learned: you don't insult or attack a man's family." <laughs> and then punches <laughs> the Miz, turns to a <laughs> full-on match.
0: <laughs> that would be the funniest thing. Oh, because <laughs> the only two, like besides the only two, like we talk about families, big families known in WWE is the Usos along with Roman Reigns. And the Mysterios, which the they're all cousins. Like people don't realize, like
1: The Rock is Roman Reigns' cousin. The Usos are also The Rock's cousin, and Nia Jax is also The Rock's cousin. Which means they're all cousins. These these guys are really all blood.
0: If if the look, if the Rock, if the Rock came back. And if Nia was on on SmackDown, Smackdown. and Naomi was also in that bloodline, you know how badass that team would be? Oh, that
1: would be awesome. But do you think there would be, like, a little bit of a power struggle between The Rock and Roman?
0: True, because if you think about it, The Rock is the true head of the table. Mm Mm-hmm. Always will be, too. Always will be.
1: Like, now how now here's the, the only thing I'm afraid of is if they bring superstars up The Rock back, right? That ain't cheap at all. Like yeah, that yeah, man, bro. like especially since he's been doing more films. Mm-hmm. Like that man being anywhere is gonna cost you a pretty penny. I don't want him coming back to risk cutting off other athletes that I love.
0: True. That like I feel like the, the next
1: the next brand they're gonna start cutting from is NXT, and I'm not ready for it. <laughs>
0: Speaking of NXT, <clears throat> you probably won't even like this one. No. Uh, Adam Cole's contract is almost up, so he will be a free agent. I don't
1: know how I feel about that. You think he's gonna renew? No, he's
0: not that stupid. He's probably gonna not renew. Probably not. He's been on NXT way too long that it was his his time to be on the main roster has already passed. Not gonna hold you. So. It's his yeah. choice to be on the main roster, or stay on NXT, or go to a different brand at this point.
1: You think if he will on the main roster, he would team up with Miss and Morrison? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> you think that right. man
0: would want to be with the Miz?
1: I wouldn't. I didn't say want. Like he would want to be. I, I just thought it would be like you know a smart decision. You no, know? no coffee men. Know. Very, very cocky men. Yeah,
0: even though, yeah, even though that is true, Moore's and Miz are both cocky men. Same thing goes for Adam Cole. I see him being a loner before he even gets picked to be with them. Mm. Enough. Yeah, fair. Yeah, very fair enough. Because I don't see Adam Cole, but next, next, you know, his NXT rivalry with you know his former, you know fucking buddy which i literally forgot his name literally just left my mind um I the- what i would do
1: to be a wwe official to have a moment where i get to go off on a wrestler like you know like those clips of like when sometimes the refs have to fight mm-hmm. to protect themselves like uh, they gotta jump and move out of the way like what i would give to be one of those refs in that moment
0: they, oh yeah, that rem- that reminds me of that. Uh, that ref was basically kind of in the match too. <laughs> you, you remember that that one that looked like yeah. the Indian ref where he was basically like he was in he was in it and then he was like oh shit and then he literally had to duck below and then he literally had to fucking jump about like jump over a wrestler.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: then he was like warmed up like let's go let's go. <laughs> I'm like bro you're not even a you're not even a wrestler you're a ref.
1: We love when the refs get hyped though. It it makes for such funny entertainment.
0: Oh imagine if it oh, imagine if it was ref versus ref. Like the like the very like athletic type reps, like refs versus like mm-hmm. some like the mid type athletic reps. Like, I don't know? think people realize
1: how athletic some of these WWE refs are. Have you have you seen seen how they be gliding across the, the mat to mm-hmm. be doing those three counts? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, you played baseball? What leads? <laughs> <laughs> they be sliding and gliding in. And I'm like, how did you not pull a muscle? Because I know I would have pulled at least three. <laughs> like, knowing myself, I probably actually stand behind them while they're going towards the corner of the ropes to get smashed behind Drew McIntyre. <laughs> like, <laughs> or- next thing you know, I'm the one getting the Claymore.
0: <laughs> or you remember that one ref that basically was at WrestleMania and he ran all the way to the ring just to count like Undertaker and Triple H? Oh yeah. Like he basically ran all the way from the ring because the other because the other ref was out the ring. He basically he basically sprinted. He sprinted even though technically that was already like more than a three count. That was like like a seven count or a ten count at that point. And yeah, but it's so, it has so- to be counted by a ref, or it doesn't count. That's you Know how many
1: times that's upset me, where I've seen like a wrestler get like a five count, and then the ref finally starts counting, and then they manage to kick out at like the two. And I'm just like, yo, that dude was pinned for at least eight seconds. <laughs> this he would have been champion by crap. now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, literally should be champ. <laughs> Like, or like oh. those times when Shane McMahon would ref and he would purposely not do the three count.
0: count.-hmm.
1: Then he do that to Braun a couple times?
0: Oh yeah, and he he got payback big time. Mm-hmm.
1: He just needs to stop messing with Braun Strowman.
0: Well, he, he won't
1: be messing with it anymore. But like you know, yeah, because around now, the time,
0: because all the people, all every person on the White family is gone. All Rest in peace to one of them. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Add that. Well, yeah, overall, that's it. That's it. That's it for tonight, y'all. Like, tonight was one crazy episode. One that probably... I'm now wouldn't... gonna cry myself to sleep. <laughs> Especially... Yeah, the like, a lot of stuff was said. Um, Recap we Want to see what the NBA is doing WWE Do better on a whole bunch of shit And, and three, just Don't be
1: homophobic and Educate yourselves
0: <laughs> and, and also Very particularly To the baby this is Coming at you Just shut up mm. Just shut up your mouth gets you in trouble. Just shut up. If you, le- if you learn to think before you say stuff, you won't be in the problems that you are in right now. And that, that, that proves it. That's it. That's it for this episode. I hope y'all enjoyed tonight. Everything was laid out on the table. Everything except, including from that homophobic shit I needed to put out there. And I needed to explain it with my partner because we were both pissed when we looked at this shit. So, this is ATV two. This is my homegirl Justice. Yo, and we're out. We're done. We're done with this episode. We're <laughs> That's out. it, we're out. Goodbye. <laughs> <Bye.
1: laughs>
2: Good night.